It's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast. A production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Oregon State will be traveling to Washington State, 3-0 against 3-0, ranked team against ranked team. We went through all the fun facts earlier in the show uh, as it pertains to this matchup and uh, found out a lot of cool things, but uh, Oregon State looking to get a what would be a big victory in Pullman. Jonathan Smith, Oregon State football coach, here to talk about it. Uh, give me an idea. Why is it difficult to play in a particular stadium and let's use washington state as the example yeah uh well you know the crowd's into it right so the crowd the energy the noise um that becomes somewhat of a distraction makes it difficult difficult to communicate i think when you play on the road and the crowd's into it and they're making a bunch of noise especially after big plays made by the home team they feel even bigger and this game can be a lot about momentum and so the maturity uh, to be able to respond uh, not just to the particular play but understanding the crowd didn't make the bad play worse it looks like if the if the uh, researchers are right with the pac-12 that this is the first time oregon state and washington state have played where both teams are ranked and it's the first time that uh, both were undefeated since 1989. I mean, this is this is a big deal, man. This is a this is a big time football game. This is what you talked about when you took the job. You said, "Hey, we want to play in big games, meaningful games." Do your new players understand what you've been through to get to this point? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if all of them have, especially the first year ones. I mean, they get over here and the kind of expectation level is so much higher than some of. We got some guys fifth, six years. I mean, this is some guys third time going to Pullman. Um, and so you're right, though. We want to play meaningful games, and they're big. And, again, this is the first game of conference schedule, but every game is big. And, you know, starting on the road makes it difficult. Uh, it's a huge task. As a player, do you remember playing against Washington State on the road? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think it was twice. I think in 99 uh, went up there and won. And then in 2000 played here and then went back up there senior year to one I think we lost by a touchdown. You gave a scholarship to a player today, or at least the video went out today, but Jeremiah Noga got a scholarship. Um, kind of cool to see those moments. They don't get old. You get you get you got to be the guy who stood in front of the room and, and delivered that. What did what did that feel like for you as a coach? Yeah, that is fun stuff. Um and that been brewing. We'd been thinking about that for a while and so then it once got to the point, well, yeah, we gotta get this because school starts next week i mean this is a you know changes lives financially for some guys and so thought about you know the best way to do it and and it, i do think it's fun for the whole team to be able to celebrate i mean the volume in the room when we announced that how fired up the guys were for for jeremiah because this guy's been awesome for our culture he's contributing in a lot of phases special teams in an offense been here a couple of years and totally earned it give me an idea because i think a lot of us don't understand um, you know, you can't split a scholarship, right? It has to be a full scholarship. You can't give like a, a half or a quarter to a guy. So how, you know, how, how does that work when you, when you have a limited number and do you sit around as a staff and go, okay, we have three to give away or one to give away or how does, how does that happen? 
Yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, we get 85 total, and you know, obviously you're anticipating you get a senior class here playing this fall, and then what? How many will become available after that? It's always a little loose now with the transfer portal of what you're going to totally have, um, and so it's a big deal, especially for you know, Noga's got multiple years of eligibility. We were. Uh, you know, we were just confident in what he's going to continue to contribute. He's earned already and contribute for the next couple of years. So this isn't like a scholarship going to a guy that's just in his last season. He's got a couple of years. We feel feel that good about him. Yeah, and you know, we got a chance to see him a little bit last week, and he became a big part of the game. Was that by design, or does the, does that kind of thing just happen because the defense dictates it, and you know, a kid continues to make big plays? Yeah, you know, he's playing more and more. He started inside at receiver, and the ball came his way a couple of times. And, you know, he kind of – we have an ax we take out uh, for special teams, kind of, you know, not player of the week, but just someone that's doing really well in special teams. Well, he had been doing that the first two weeks, so he took it out against San Diego State and then starts in the game. And, and again, we were headed this direction for a scholarship, so I felt it was like a perfect time to come off playing player of the game the way he was blocking. I mean, Gould scores on a huge touchdown. Well, it was a huge block by Noga late in the game, and then he caught the ball a couple of times, starts the game. He's been playing great on special teams and kind of put the icing on the cake with the scholarship. 75-yard touchdown reception by Anthony Gould on that tunnel screen that you guys called in the second half. and uh, That really got you going. I know after the game, you know, you talked about DJ maybe missing some throws or guys running routes uh, and some miscommunication. A- after you had a chance to look at film, how – what did you see after film maybe compared to what you were thinking after the game? Did it match? It was similar. You know, I just, we left some meat on the bone after watching the film, and some of that was a missed throw or two here, a miscommunication. We're running a couple of choice routes where the guy gets a choice to go different directions, and they weren't, wasn't the right choice by the route runner, and then you know, we're throwing incomplete there. I thought a protection was a little shakier than um, – I realized during the game, I mean, this guy's got guys around him, people in his lap, he's getting hit. And so you compound all of that, and that comes into a point where, you know, we didn't complete as many passes as we want. And then ultimately, when you score 26 points, we left a lot out there on some drives where we kicked a couple field goals, had opportunities for big plays to separate the thing earlier than we did. Um, I will say, I'm pleased with these guys. It's not going to be easy. This ain't a game of perfect. And right. so, you know, you're going to be in some games. It's not going to go well for a series or a quarter or a half and continue to to battle, and I thought they did that. You, you know, it's I, I, there's one throw that came to mind as you were talking about that, and I think you guys are going towards the scoreboard. DJ takes a shot because there's a defender right in his face and just doesn't, you know, he needed like a half a second more to get the ball down the field. Would have been a big play, I think, and I think he missed the guy. But it's it's those kind of moments. Do you... Do, do you get that transfer from film to practice? Do you see guys, or do you have to wait for games to know that what you're preaching in practice, what you're preaching in a film session really is transferring? Well, you, you take it, you watch it on film, and you try to coach it up there, but then you got to recreate it in practice, whether you find a drill to recreate that body movement of those specific things you're asking for in the in the film session. And so we try to do a good job of that, and again, preparing your guys for Saturday, but then that's why I'm back to this learning thing. You play a game, you're going to watch the tape on Sunday, and you learn from it, and then you emphasize some things, whether it's fundamentally or decisions or recreating a situation, um, so you're always progressing and getting better. Last year, you physically, you handled Washington State. Do you? What do you see on film from them this year? Different team, maybe some different guys. Yeah, different different guys, similar schemes. I mean, explosive on offense, tough on defense. 
uh, third down pass rush uh, shows up again. I look at last year's, you know, we kind of separated a little bit late, but it was 24-10. They had opportunities. You know, our home crowd helped us defensively. This quarterback is better, I think, from last year. You can just see how confident he is. The ball's coming out. They got a couple guys on the outside that can make you miss in space, and they create space offensively with their formations and the tempo they go with. And so this is a good team. Um, and you can see them in three games how well they've played and, and played well at home. Uh, their their edge rusher Ron Stone Jr. He's been there a while. He had a chance to leave. He had a bunch of NIL offers and other schools, and he's been one of these guys that says, "Hey." You know, there's something about staying where you've been, and I think that's a message you you preach to your guys. But what do you see with him on film? How do you deal with Ron Stone? Yeah, um, you got to be aware of him. You got to use your technique if you're on the edge, whether we're in the run game or pass game, tackle, tight end. Um, he's not just one kind of sided. This guy can affect the game in the pass rush, run stuff. Um, he's a threat. He takes double teams to allow for one-on-ones on the other side. Um, and he's not alone. they got some other good players on there, um, but he does, definitely stands out. All right, so this is a big game, and, and I asked Jake Dickert this. I'm going to ask you this, too. And I, you, you can't control TV ratings. You can't control the size of your market. All you can control is how you guys play it. I think it's a big statement that you're 3-0, and they're 3-0. and This is a big football game. You get a Fox audience. I think it's important that people tune in and watch the game and send a message with a strong rating that that these programs matter. How what would that mean to you to see a big number and to know that you got a bunch of exposure and people tune in to watch this football game? And, you know, as evidence that you belong in Power Five football. Yeah, you know, obviously we want people to be watching. I think it's going to be competitive all the way down to the end of it, fourth quarter overtime type game. Just looking at the two teams, uh, you know, another thing that's maybe not talking was still exposure for recruiting, right? You want yeah. recruits checking you out and all all the eyeballs you can get on the game. It helps on that end. Yeah, you guys. It's interesting because I saw even with you know on your on your weekends where you've got football game going on, basketball teams bringing guys in, they're getting commitments, and you know it's big for the it's big for the whole university, isn't it? I mean, this other sports they're hosting their top recruits and basketball and baseball you know, all of them um, it's a you know home games you for the recruiting in when they're on your campus but then you just get on national television with a lot of people seeing it talking about it that only helps in recruiting all right uh, this week uh, you will uh, travel to Pullman you got a big one coming up after that I mean they're all going to be big I think in conference play but you've got it going you got a chance here for a uh, a win streak of I think it's eight now. And uh, you guys have been really good. It's been fun to watch you, fun to cover you, and keep it going. Well, I appreciate it, man. We're going to definitely try to start well this this conference because it ain't going to be easy. You talk about it, man. So just watching some of these other teams and, and all of that, this first one's going to be tough. But they're all going to be tough. And we got to be ready for it. Yeah, there's some fun games. I mean, there's there's that's the shame of what's going on with the damn conference. I mean, everybody keep we keep saying <laughs> no it on this show. No, it's just no, like this I mean, is how great. fascinating is that? I mean, in Eugene this weekend, how fascinating is that? UCLA goes to Utah. That's a big time game with players and all that. Let alone the game we're playing in. I know I'm forgetting some others, but this is a it's a great year for Pac-12 football. The interest, the excitement, the intrigue, and the quality of play. Yeah, I was looking at eight ranked teams. You'll have four games, including yours, that are all on linear television nationally. The exposure's there. The quality is there. Um, it's a shame what's going on. I think you guys are trying to find a path out of it, and I think you probably will uh, by the end of the season. But I think uh, all you can control is what's going on on the field. Is, are your guys engaged? Do you, do, you, do you have them asking you questions, or are they talking all about football? 
they're really I do think they're engaged I, I'd be surprised if Jake or Washington State didn't say the same thing I mean there's a lot of talk and all this other stuff but just being around our guys and practicing and meetings and you know they know what they can control and and they're locked they're so locked in on, on practice football and these games coming Saturday all right good luck to you Saturday we'll talk to you next week appreciate you giving us time okay John thanks man all right there he goes Jonathan Smith Oregon State at Washington State three and0. Oregon State at 3-0 Washington State on Fox. Mark Helfrich will be the analyst on the call 4 p.m. on Saturday. First meeting where both teams are ranked. They've met 108 times. First time they've both been ranked. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like there was a 28-year period where Oregon State wasn't that good, and there was about a 28-year period where Washington State wasn't that good. But you got two ranked teams, two really good teams who are both trying to prove that they belong in Power 5 conference football. And I don't even know if that's it. I don't even know if that's accurate, really, to say that. Because I thought about that. You know, I'm interviewing Jake Dickert, the Washington State coach, yesterday. And it's, it feels, I feel kind of bad asking that question. Because I asked Dickert, you know, hey, you're on the field at the end of the game, you are uh, very emotional. You are your team has just beat Wisconsin two weeks ago, and you know you make this statement about we belong, we belong, we belong. Like why should they have to say they belong? I I, I think you know that they belong. I think I know they belong. I think they know they belong. Who are they talking to, really? Are they talking to Fox, who oh by the way is putting this game on ironically at four o'clock because they're like that's a game we want. Did they not want those teams? Something wonky going on when it, as it pertains to everything that we saw in the last year. It either was really incompetence and a gross failure of leadership or something else going on. I wrote today at johnconzano.com about the potential for Oregon State and Washington State to become the Pac-2 next season and schedule a 12-game football schedule a guy named Dave Brown who lives in Austin, Texas, who is the scheduling guru. He's the guy nationally. He has the database that every school uses. Every conference, every school is a member of his subscription service. He used to work at ESPN. He had 28 years at ESPN. He now has this service that he provides to all the major conference schools and all the lower division schools. He's got the FBS. He's got the FCS. He's got everybody. Okay, so he has all the schools are his clients. They all input their schedules into his database. All their future schedules are into his database. He has all the information in his database. So if you are Oregon State and Washington State and you are the Pac-2, you don't have a conference to call home, and you want to put together a schedule for 2024, Dave Brown's the guy that can do it. So I reached out to Dave Brown. I got him on the phone. I said, hey, how plausible is this? And he says to me, there are some people that are highly motivated to help these guys. And he says, nobody wants to see them in a bad spot. And he says, yeah, it's tricky, more or less, but it can be done. It can be done. Not the easiest thing in the world, was his quote, but it can be done. He said, quote, we'd fully expect to be able to do this successfully. And then he pointed out to me that here's how you do it. And, you know, they have three non-conference games each. 
Oregon State and Washington State. So they've got three opponents already on the books. Now, where do the other games come from? He said, well, you play a home and home against each other. It's not unprecedented. He pointed out that it had been done in the past. Home and home game series have been done uh, in 2019, I believe. You had uh, a home and home series that uh, New Mexico State and Liberty played against each other. Not a big deal, not the end of the world. He said during the pandemic, what they figured out was, hey, you could break a lot of rules when it comes to scheduling, and you can figure some creative things out, and it's not the end of the world. So he pointed out, you play the home and home, that gets you to five. So now all of a sudden, uh, you've got five games on your schedule, you need seven. So it sounds daunting, right? You need seven games. Well, as he started unpacking it, I started going, oh, they're not going to have that hard a time. Utah could be a helper here. Utah has non-conference games against BYU and Baylor on the 2024 schedule. The Big 12 says those will now be considered conference games. That means Washington State and Oregon State could both play Utah in 2024. I reached out to sources at Utah, and I'm told the Utes are interested. They'll talk. So now maybe you're at, you know, you're at, uh, what, six games now? Six to go? How about Stanford and Cal? Both need another non-conference game. So maybe Stanford plays Oregon State, Cal plays Washington State. Now you're at seven. You need five. I started looking around at who else needs games. Army needs two games. Auburn needs a game. Boise State needs a game. Boston College, BYU, Central Michigan, Duke, Florida Atlantic, Houston, Louisville, Mississippi State, North Carolina State, Northwestern, Notre Dame, Rice, Rutgers, SMU, TCU, UConn, Washington. There's plenty of games out there. Now, some of the challenge is going to be, hey, lining them up in the weeks that people have available. But as I asked Dave Brown, the scheduling guru, how hard that is, he said, well, you could also do a trade. I said, what's a trade? And he says, here's how a trade works. Oregon State approaches a team that's already playing a non-conference game and says, don't play that non-conference game, play us instead. Said team goes, why would I do that? I would leave that other team in a lurch. Oregon State says, no, we'll play that other team too. And so Oregon State ends up with two games. Now, some of that can get tricky because you need to find open weeks that work, but it tells me that you know it's possible that Oregon State could pick up a game against somebody who's already playing a game. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think about a team like Oregon. Just saying. How about Washington? It's possible that, that the Civil War or the Apple Cup could still be played in 2024. Those would likely have to be road games for Washington State and Oregon State, but there's a way to get to a 12-game schedule and make it work. If you need to do it for a year. And, yes, I know you're what you're asking me. You're asking me, what about basketball? What about baseball? What about the other sports? Well, the other sports get covered by partnerships with the WCC or the Mountain West or the Big West. You, you need that. I think it's really interesting. Keep an eye on the Pac-2 being a thing in 2024. Leave it here.